Making a genuine connection with each of your dancers can be really challenging, but it's so important as a teacher or a coach that we try to connect with our dancers. Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. Welcome back to the podcast. And I will be the first to admit that this doesn't come easily, or maybe there's just some relationships that are easier than others. But over the years, there are dancers I taught that were, we just clicked in an instant. It was an easy connection. And others that took a lot longer. And if I'm being honest, there are other dancers I never really clicked with at all, despite my best efforts. So in this episode, I want to talk about how we can reach out and connect with our dancers using something you may have heard of, love languages. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. All right, let's talk about love languages. Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a wonderful book in 2007 called The Five Love Languages. It's widely popular and there's many different versions. There's a book specifically for romantic relationships as well as books for kids, teenagers, and more. And I believe it has a powerful application to help us emotionally connect with each of our dancers. First, you know, why do we bother with emotional connections? Aren't we just there to teach dance? Sure we are, but I think we understand our role actually goes a lot deeper than that. We are also often their confidant or a listening ear when our dancers are having a hard time at home or with friends. I've certainly cried on a dance teacher's shoulder before as a young dancer, and I've had teachers that knew nothing more about me than what they saw in rehearsals. I've seen both sides. So it's, it's not that having an emotional connection is necessary as a coach, but I argue it makes us better especially if you're trying to build a relationship that will span years. If you're in a studio and you may have this relationship with a dancer that lasts the majority of their youth, right? This could be a really valuable connection for them. Or if you're in a school environment and you may be with this dancer for four years, that's a long time where our emotional connection can really make a difference in their lives. There are truly a lot of different ways to make that deep emotional connection with other people, and love languages is just one of them. But if you haven't heard of this before, or you thought it was only about romantic relationships, then listen in with me, because I think love languages can be a great way to think about your connection to your dancers. For the core idea behind the five love languages, Dr. Chapman proposes that each of us has one primary love language, That love language is the way we prefer to feel appreciated and supported. I will also add right now that there are some great free quizzes out there to find your love language, but just hearing about the five will probably help you understand what matters to you. But regardless, I'll link to Dr. Chapman's website so you can access the quiz later if you'd like. The five love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. They are pretty much what they sound like. And remember, your love language is how you prefer to feel appreciation and support. So people whose love language is physical touch feel support with hugs or even sitting close to them. 
People whose love language is words of affirmation want to hear someone say they are appreciated and valued or receive nice texts or cards that express support. For people who feel loved and supported when they spend quality time with another person. And those who like gifts and acts of service are, just as they say, people who feel appreciation through gifts and acts of service. The original Love Languages book made such a difference for me personally in both my marriage and my relationship with my children, so I couldn't help but consider how it influences our lives as coaches and dance teachers. I'm going to get a little personal here, but I think it's a great example. So when my husband and I took the quiz, my number one love language is acts of service, and that's his number five, meaning it's not very relevant to him, which means the way that I want to receive affection and appreciation is the one thing at the bottom of his list, so he's less likely to think about it. And to make this even harder, his number one is physical touch, which is also at the bottom of my list. So while I'm over here doing all these acts of service, like dishes and laundry and making this his favorite dinner, then I'm feeling like he should see how much I care, right? I'm cooking, I'm organizing all the things for our family, but all he really wants is for me to hold his hand while we're talking on the couch, which is physical touch and quality time, where all I want is for him to take something off my to-do list for me. But herein lies the challenge. We tend to offer appreciation for others in the love language we would like to receive. It's the one on our mind and how we see the world which means we tend to have a better connection with people or make that connection more easily with those who have a similar love language and others may feel left out. Now, I'll also add the personal note that my husband and I have a pretty amazing marriage, if I do say so myself. So part of it is that our number two of quality time is the same for both of us. So before we knew about love languages, we still had an easy time finding that deep connection because we focused on the quality time, but our relationship is a lot stronger once we realized the opposite love languages at numbers one and five. Okay, enough about me. As I mentioned before, love languages are not just about romantic relationships. They apply to our kids, our friends, our students, and yes, our athletes. So today I challenge you to consider your own love language and how you usually express appreciation and support for others. Then consider how you can reach each of your athletes in a way that connects with them. None of the five love languages are complicated or take a lot of time. They just require that we are aware of our athletes' different needs. As a coach, some of this will come naturally to you because it's your love language. So if your love language is gifts, it will feel natural to want to treat your dancers to ice cream after a hard practice or make them something if you're crafty. But if your love language is words of affirmation, it likely comes naturally to send encouraging texts or tell a dancer when you're proud of them. However, you naturally offer support to your dancers in a way that's likely your personal love language because it's what comes to mind when you want to support someone you care about. So again, the challenge is to consider the things that would be number four or five on your personal list and consider how you can incorporate those into your coaching style because you likely don't do it naturally. You can even take it a step further and really consider each and every dancer and what they would like to connect with most. That obviously depends on how many dancers we're talking about. If you're a school coach with a team of 15, that's doable, even though it's still a little challenging. While if you're a studio teacher and have dozens, if not hundreds of students, the more individual approach may not be feasible, and that's okay. You can still reach everyone. What I'm suggesting today is that you be a little more intentional about the love language that are not natural to you. 
Again, this isn't about adding a lot of things to your busy schedule or overcomplicating your life by trying to be everything to everyone. You probably do many of these things naturally and regularly, so just keep that up. The opportunity for growth here is to consider the dancers who you may not have a strong relationship with as you would like or as strong as you do with others. For that dancer, one simple gesture this week could completely transform your connection. So is there a dancer on your team or in your classes that you just don't click with? I mean, I bet there is. I always had a few every year. And those dancers were ones where, yeah, we got along fine, but we were never very close. And you don't have to be close to everyone. That's not my point. But looking back, I think some of that was the way I expressed appreciation and recognition for their dedication didn't resonate with that dancer. They may have felt like I understood and cared about them more if I was able to communicate in their love language. So here's a few suggestions about how coaches and dance teachers can utilize the five love languages to express appreciation, affection, and encouragement for our dancers in a way that genuinely connects with each one. Physical touch. If your dancer has the love language of physical touch, then hugs and fist bumps and high fives can go a long way. Even helping them stretch or making contact when correcting their technique is effective. And of course, I have to make the obvious side note here that in today's world, keep this in the bounds of professionalism. And not even just today's world, always. Right? Consider professionalism with this and know your dancers and know your, your level of comfort and their level of comfort. If fist bumps and high fives are as physical as it should be, then stick with that. But even that can make a difference. And I think sometimes with physical touch, it can even just be sitting close, just being in their space as a place of support. I had a dancer who I just didn't even have to say anything and would just kind of sit next to them when she was having a hard time and just that proximity helped. Words of affirmation. If your dancer likes to hear words of affirmation as their love language, make sure you're offering praise when they deserve it and especially praise them for working hard rather than praising them for an outcome like achieving a skill or performing really well. You want to focus on the effort and the hard work. You'll show that dancer you see them, you care, and simultaneously encourage a growth mindset, making hard work and perseverance more likely. So pour on the encouraging words when you notice improvement and growth. And not fluff, but heartfelt words of affirmation. And again, this can be verbally or even texts, you know, whatever is going to connect with that dancer. Quality time. And these dancers may need a few minutes to talk to you alone and check in. They want to know you hear them, so give them a few minutes after practice or invite them to have lunch in your room if you're a teacher at the school or sit with them on the bus on the way to a competition. Now, I know if this one is hard for you, if quality time is your number five, or if you feel like you already give every spare minute you have to your dancers, this can be hard. But it doesn't have to be a lot of time. I'm just saying a personal check-in maybe five minutes before practice starts. The dancer will notice that you care, but there's also a clock ticking, practice is about to start, and it'll be over quickly. It won't take up a bunch of your time, but that five minutes could make the world of difference in connecting to that dancer. Gifts. Some people feel appreciated and cared for when they receive gifts. In the world of sport, this should certainly stay small and can even be no-cost gestures. And if tangible gifts are not in the cards for you and your team, consider their number two love language and try to combine the two. Maybe consider a gift of time, if quality time is their number two, or even just putting a sticky note on the bag with some encouragement if their words of affirmation are number two. 
or if it's appropriate, maybe hand down something of yours that would be really meaningful to that dancer in a real time of need. Acts of service. As educators, I would argue we pretty much do this every day. Our entire job is one big act of service. But I think the challenge here is that your dancers may not know how much you're doing. Let them know you thought about how there wouldn't be a lot of time for lunch at this community event, so you organized for some help to come in and make snack bags for everyone. Tell them you really wanted to make their costumes extra sparkly and spent time rhinestoning all weekend. You're likely doing it anyway, and I'm not saying go in and say, look what I did today, look how much time I'm giving to you. It's, it's not in a self-serving way, but just making them aware of like, I thought of you and I wanted to do this for you. Again, you're probably doing it anyway, so this one will likely take care of itself, but it's okay for your dancers to know what's going on in the background, especially if it's relevant to one person in particular and you've done a small act of service that will connect with that dancer. For example, I had a dancer who was trying to consider which college she wanted to go to and I did a little bit of research and connections and kind of provided her with some tools to move forward. And I would have done that for anyone, but I know for that dancer, active service was her love language. So the fact that I spent a few minutes of my time collecting the right information and giving it to her meant more than it probably would have had would have to another dancer. It was a small gesture that meant a lot to her. So as I wrap this up, your action item for today is to first consider your own love language. Think about the five that we've talked through, or you can go ahead and take the quiz and then consider how you typically show your dancers that you care about them. Does it align with your top one or two? Do you usually forget about the others? Then if you have a re relatively small number of dancers and the individual version of this is possible, consider, do you think you could identify your dancers' love languages? Or maybe even have them take the quiz and talk about it as a team bonding event. No matter how you approach this topic, I hope you consider it because any way that allows you to make a deeper connection with your dancers will only work to serve you and them. And making those deep emotional connections is a great way to keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.